Hey, Daryl Spicer. Hey, Gary Raymond. Look who we got riding along with us today. Hey, how you mama them? They good. They all good. <laughs> That's uh, Chaplain Dennis McKay. Mm-hmm. He's a new chaplain for Lonesome Road Ministries, Channel 21 Ministries, and he's riding along with us now. And we've got a great message on today's program. And I know everybody out there is going to enjoy it. So what we need you to do is buckle up. Hold on tight. Put her in gear, let's go. Let's get this show on the road. Hit that starter. I'm driving when the sun comes up. I'm driving when the sun goes down. The hum of 18 wheels. Lord, that's a lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever Till the day that I died I said 18 wheels Hey friends, this is Gary Rayburn of Lonesome Road Ministries, and we got an awesome program for you. I know you're going to enjoy it today, and you're going to want to get more copies of this, so give us a call, 618-383-2107, or log on to lonesomeroad.org. Or you can email me at gary.lonesomeroad at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Now sit back, listen, and enjoy today's program from Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road. Give us a call. We look forward to hearing from you. I keep those wheels turning from town to town. There's so much I gotta see. I gotta look around. I got diesel smoke rolling from two chrome stacks. My address is 408 414. A big blue mag. Now it don't matter where I'm going. Gotta drive. I have the white line fever to the day that I die. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. I said, 18 wheels rolling on the road, it is my life. Yes, Daryl Spicer. What's happening this morning? Oh, Daryl, we got a great program today. That song we just heard, The Road Is My Life. You know how all the drivers love that song? Yes, sir. Dennis McKay is with us in the cab. He's getting up in the cab with us. I guess I'll get in the back, Gary. I'll sit back here in the back out of the way and snack on these snacks this driver's got back here. Oh, boy. Uh, Come on, Dennis. Get in the truck with us. (laughs) Get on on up here. Get over, Daryl. Well, hey, how's your mom and them? There you go. I love it. (laughs) 
Well, it's going to be a good day today, just knowing for you drivers finding out who Dennis McKay really is. He's not just a good singer-songwriter. That's right. He's also a good friend. Yes. Good friend of the ministries and a supporter of Lonesome Road Ministries and Channel 21. And a partner. That's right. We are bringing Dennis on to be a partner with us. He's going to be riding along with us, joining us every week in the cab. That's right. Hey, Daryl, before we get started, Rick, you could get out there and get them bugs off his windshield. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll take care of it. <laughs> uh, well, tell us about that song, uh, Road Is My Life. Dennis, uh, man, I love the way you put that together. I, I handed you a sheet full of uh, words that I've written down, and you turned that into a song. Yeah, man, that was so much fun. It was First of all, I got to tell you, man, that was some good words you gave me. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, and uh, but me being an old rock and roll guy, you know, got to do a lot of stuff in the rock and roll and country vein. I, I just, I know what I like to hear as far as music. And uh, when I saw those words, I said, man, this is, this is driving stuff right here. We got to put some drive behind this thing. <laughs> well, you did it. I love the way we put that motor in there, starting up the song. You didn't know you was going to be starting every radio program. I, I didn't, but you know what? I, I, I'm a former driver. I almost said old driver, but I'm, I'm going to change that. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a former driver myself. And man, I, I remember when I used to get ready to hit the road, when I go fire up that engine, when I heard it come alive, it just something clicked. Yeah. I mean, just something happened internally, and everything started feeling right. Started sniffing that diesel fuel. <laughs> so I said, you know what? We got to do this puppy up right, man. We got we got to hear that engine fire up before we can get this this rig rolling down the road. That's right. That's right. Well, tell us about when you used to drive. Who'd you drive for? When? What year was it? Uh, there's no telling how many times that we met each other. Out there on that highway, that's, probably that's waved right. at each other. That's right. May even yeah. talk to each other on the CB radio. That, that's right. You might have been that guy cut me off in traffic, too. I don't think that was me. That was probably Daryl. <laughs> Gary's the one double parked in the truck stop. There you couldn't go. Couldn't get in, yeah. There you go. Set it to fuel out and while I went and took a shower. That's uh, Gary. Oh, yeah. yeah sir, man, man. How many times did that happen? That wasn't me. I can guarantee you that. That <laughs> Gary was probably in the bathroom combing his hair, I reckon. No. <laughs> Believe it or not, I used to have hair back yeah. then. <laughs> uh, well, I started driving. I was a company driver. Drove for a company out of Mississippi. I started driving in, uh, I think it was 1980. And uh, I drove until 91. Okay, so you drove uh, a whole lot of miles. Then. I drove a whole lot of miles. And um, I, I did a lot of... Uh, a lot of runs to paper mills. We were the company I was driving for. They were tied up with the paper industry. So I ran Canada, um, all up and down the East Coast. Anywhere there's paper mills, mm -hmm. um, I, I ran those routes and uh, delivered a lot of warehouses and a lot of run run between factories. We had factories in uh, Canada as well as New York State and down in Florida and Virginia. So I'd run. You know, around and do a lot of mill to mill. Any of them roll papers? I, a, that's what I. That's what I haul. And they just sit in there, didn't they? You didn't that's have it. a strap down or nothing. That's it. Just you. You guys are brave. That's that's, that's, that's bad as hauling swinging meat, brother. Yeah, yeah. Things will roll. They'll move on you. They you know, right? they would, man. I tell you what, 
Uh, I was up in Pocono Mountains and I found out firsthand they will move okay, on you. Was that Ho, Ho Chi Minh Trail up there? Yeah, yeah. I remember that road. Had, mm-hmm. had to take one of them runaway ramps one night. Did you really? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's, oh, yeah. I got introduced to the top of the cab of my truck real quick. How, how, did, how did that feel when you hit that kitty litter? I tell you what, when you hit it, it's just like everything goes into a blur. It's the next thing you know, you bog down after you're coming down from the top of your cab. Well, I, I've heard this. That, that on Monoga Mountain, if you come off of one of them and go under that kitty litter, mm-hmm. if you make it all the way to the top, a little midget will come out there and give you a $100 bill if you ring the bait. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen anybody make it to the top, but I heard I the driver say that. I didn't make it to the top. Yeah, if My, you make it to the top and ring the bell, they'll come out there and give you $100. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. crazy there. Yeah. But you it, see what I put up with. I, I do, man. I do. I think I might like it, though. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. What kind of truck was that you put in the, in oh, the kitty litter? <laughs> man, it was an old GMC Brigadier. Oh, Brigadier. Boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that Astro 95. I remember those really things. Yeah. yeah. One of those cab overs. Man, we're all. Yeah. We're all. We're telling our age now. Ain't there we? you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, man, I was out there for a while, so I got to uh, got to know all the ups and downs of being on the road. Yes, sir. You know, found out real quick the bad stuff to do, and uh, got involved in a lot of a lot of junk, man. But hey, here I am. Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah. Who'd have thunk it? That's right. God had a plan. For- my dad was Pentecostal preacher, right? So yeah. I was raised up in church. Well, later dad became a Pentecostal preacher. He was um, he was a musician and all that when I was real little. Him and his brothers had a band. So, uh, But dad got into the ministry, so I traveled all over the country with dad growing up. And um, so when I got to driving, man, it's like I said, I, I found out the stuff I shouldn't be doing real quick. <laughs> And you I found out what your dad was preaching against. Yeah, didn't you? and I, yeah. I, man, I got, I got up to my ears deep in a lot of things, and uh, into the miry clay. Oh yeah, man, it was, it was tough, and uh, you know, you get to a point, you get so deep in that stuff, it, you just can't see no way out of it. That's yeah. true. And you, you just start thinking, okay, this is my life. Yeah. You know, this is, this is who I am, and by me having that mindset, man, I got, I got bitter. I got. I got real cold, you know. I got, I was not a fun person to be around. You know, Dennis, I've heard this that Satan will take you where you don't want to go, keep you longer. You want to stay and That's make right. you pay more than you want to pay. That's right. And, and we, you were being raised in the church pretty much. You was aware of it, and that's why you got deeper in your mind, in your spirit, because you was aware of where you was headed. Exactly, exactly. And you know, I I remember it late at night, man. I'd be. I'd be listening to different guys on the radio, like Dave Nemo and all those guys, you know, those all-night trucker programs. Oh, and yeah. I'd, I'd be sitting up in the cab, and I'd, I'd be dialing, and I'd be running across, and uh, every once in a while I'd come across a gospel music station. And I would stop for a second, and then, man, it would just, I'd hear them singing about God's mercy and God's grace, and it'd start eating me up. And mm-hmm. I'd man, I'd grab my radio and start trying to ratchet jaw with somebody, <laughs> anything to get my mind off. Mind off of it. You know, you off. remember them old AM radios? You'd have to keep your hand up there dialing. Your oh arm, yeah, your shoulder get sore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying trying to find something, something you know, yeah. so, something to keep you awake. And and uh, but yeah, man, I it, it's just you know, I look back and and see all the things that I put myself in harm's way so many times and yeah. uh, running down the road when I should have been sleeping and 
and not being aware, man. I, I remember one night I had went about probably about 35, 40 miles when I came to consciousness. And I remembered the last mile marker that I was consciously aware of was about 40 miles behind me. Yeah. And, it's a and, scary moment. Ain't yeah, it? and, and, and it's just like, whoa. Somebody was praying for you. Dennis. Exactly, and that that somebody was my mama. There you go. Mama went home to be with the Lord in 96. And, uh, man, I, I, I remember one time in particular, I was uh, it was about 2.30 in the afternoon on a Wednesday afternoon. And I had a um, right front tire blow. Oh. And I was I was coming out of Cincinnati, and, you know, it, those those aren't gigantic mountains or anything, but still, you know, there, some of them, you know, got a pretty good grade to them. And I was about halfway down um, one of the grades and done picked up a pretty good head of steam, and that right front tire blew. And when it blew, it was just like it yanked the steering wheel almost out of my hand, but then, just like that, that thing smoothed out, right. and and so I thought, wow, I must just hit something in the road, you know, because I'm I'm running smooth now, and there's an exit at the at the bottom of the grade, so I almost kept going, but I thought, well, let me just get off and 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 check everything out, you know, so I took the exit, and as I started slowing down at the end of the exit, man, the right front just Sad. dropped down, and sparks was flying everywhere, and I mean, I thought, holy Moses, I got out and looked, and of course, there was no tire left, and it had done, you know, was eating up the rim, and um, fast forward, a few days later, I was back home, and I went to see my mom, she lived over in, mom and dad lived over in Alabama, and I had a day or two off, and uh, so I, I went to have breakfast with Mama. She'd always make my favorite breakfast. and So I walked in and sat down at the kitchen table. Mom served me up my breakfast, my favorite meal. And, and while I was sitting there, she said, um, By the way, son, uh, what happened to you about 2.30 the other day? And called the exact day. Wow. And, uh, I, I mean, it was just like chills come over me, you know, and I said. Like right now. Yeah. Coming over me. I, <laughs> I, said, I said, what are you talking about, Mama? She said, well, she said, I uh, I was doing stuff in the house, and she said, Spirit of the Lord spoke to me, and I said, pray for Dennis right now. Wow. And she said, I just dropped down to my knees and started praying for you. And um, so I told her, I told her what had happened. And uh, so, I mean, that was just one incidence of many times that God, you know, spoke to my mom and different people that was praying for me, got mugged one night and uh, had, had somebody else that said, man, what happened to you at this same exact time that God told me to pray for you? You know, a lot of people dismiss that and think, ah, mm -hmm. it was just coincidental, mm -hmm. but not me. You know what I mean? But here's the sad part. I kept running from God. Yeah. I mean, that even though, you know, I knew what was going on, I kept running from God, man. I just thought, because I had got so deep, I mean, I was I was drinking every day. I was popping pills to stay awake, popping pills to go to sleep, mm -hmm. popping pills to keep me pepped up during the day. Never to do any of the hard drugs like cocaine or anything like that, but I... Um, Man, I is is one. I heard one guy say one time. I 
I was popping so many pills, I was rattling like a coconut in a boxcar. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so... It's, well, uh, we get to thinking we're not worthy of God's grace and mercy. We're not worthy of what your mama did, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where Satan comes in and tells you you're not worthy, and all that stuff is not true. Mm-hmm. But God's Holy Spirit is powerful. It is, man. He might not have been favoring you, but he's favoring his mo- your mama. That's right. And, that, and then that fell on you. That's right. Inherit blessings is, is what I like to call them. I yeah. mean, you can see it out the, in, the, in the Bible. It You know, you can read about how people would people would be blessed because what somebody else's yeah. relationship was with with God you know so yeah. yeah i was i was certainly riding on on those inherent blessings from a praying mama that's, good. that's pretty awesome there's a there's a verse in the bible i'm thinking of right now it says uh, satan came to kill steal and destroy yeah but there's more to that verse and the rest of that verse says but jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly if we will just seek him and ask him and cry out to him and call to him, or if we got a mama that's crying out for mm-hmm. us, she can cry out for us and she can save you from what Satan, he was trying to kill you coming down that hill. Yep. That's and exactly but right. your mama prayed for you and Jesus heard her prayers and smoothed out that ride for you or you right. even thought about keeping going it, oh, was, yeah. it was riding so smooth I, it, it was you know and 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 i know i you know when you hear people tell stuff like that you're you know i understand if, it, if there's a dry ride i'd say yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've all been there I, yeah. i've been there man I, I was that skeptic there wasn't a bigger skeptic than i was well we and, we have to in that, our situations when we was living out there like that we have to prove we're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have anything to stand right. on. Your mama did. She had mm-hmm. God's word to stand on. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but we have to prove that we're right. And how do we do that? We get more and more in the garbage. Yeah, that's right. Sink even deeper into yeah. the Murray Club. Yeah. 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 And it, it didn't help matters none that, you know, some of the, and I'm going to say the church people that I'd went to church with uh-huh. back, you know, when I was, dad was, I was a kid and dad was preaching revivals. Some of the church people, man, they dismissed me. They just wadded me up and threw me in the garbage can. Well, that that made me even more bitter. bitter. And, uh, you know, I I even had had some church people that would see me in a restaurant or something and and turn their head and, you know, avoid me like I had a plague or something because of the lifestyle I was living. And, you know, I'd let my hair grow out real long and, and... and uh, I went pretty like you and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had hair yeah. once. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, 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 I got a haircut now with a hole in the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they, they would look at me and, and it, you know, when I was. They would judge you. Yeah. Yes. At one time, you know, I was this clean cut guy and, and, you know, up on stage with my dad playing guitar and, and, and singing gospel music. And here I am now, this long haired guy with whiskers and and long hair and and um i'm sure you had a look about you you was away from god oh i was i was you know i see some pictures and i look yeah, miserable yeah and they seen it but the, but they didn't reach out to you exactly and and folks don't get us wrong we're not down on church people because no. we're all church people yes you know and, and i heard terry hawkins say this the best i've ever heard it I'd rather go to church with a bunch of hypocrites and go to hell with all of them. There you go. So them church people shouldn't keep you away from church. That's right. right. That's right. But you know, one of the things that was consistent that helped bring me 
back to my relationship with Christ for what it would be was those Christian church folks. Mm-hmm. And every Christian church fo- person that I met, they always told me, dude, God ain't through with you yet. Right. Or they just love me. I mean, and that, that used to make me mad. Because, <laughs> man, I didn't have no trouble, you know, with these, these other church folks. You know, man, I could, I could get down and dirty with them. You know, I, I used profanity around them just to watch them frown and see their Swirl. face turn to red yeah. and make them uncomfortable. Yeah. But, man, when, when you know, a, a pastor or somebody, you know, that was really on fire for God— they would see me and shake my hand and say, They'd love on you. Oh, man, I would just thought, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You're messing up my game plan now. Right. Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared for that. And uh, But, you know, that was just a reflection of Jesus' love for us. And you that's know, what I mean. we try to do on these CDs and on these yeah. radio programs. We want to love on you. That's right. We don't judge you. That's not our job. Our job is to bring the gospel to the people right where they're at. Yeah. Well, that's the reason we come to church on the road and we get in the cab and ride along with that's you. Right. Talk, talking about it, Daryl, pull me up some coffee out of that thermos you got over there. <laughs> man, I'll do it. You like a little sugar in it? <laughs> no, man, I don't drink girly man coffee. There I like mine go. straight and black. There there you go. Okay. Not just because I drink a little sugar <laughs> with my coffee. They make fun of me all the time. Yeah, a little sugar, about a half a pound of cup. Yeah. And that's the only way we can keep him sweet. Oh, boy. Now, that's good coffee there, man. That's good coffee. you stick coffee. a finger in it? Yeah, man. I'll right, get you from there. daylight to dark in about three and a half hours. <laughs> that's truck driving coffee there. Yes, mm-hmm. That's been in there for three days. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dennis. You uh, drove for years, 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us about when you came back to the Lord and started serving him again. All right. Well, I went through all that stuff and... Uh, also, I, I went on the road, you know, I mean, when I say I, I drove that, there were some breaks in there, sure. you know. Sure, yeah. And, uh, but I went on the road with some country bands and um, went on the road with a couple of blues bands. And um, so, you know, that was just a continuation of my pill abuse and, and alcohol abuse. And, right, yeah. And all that stuff. And... Um, so I went through a divorce, and as what happens with a, a lot, lot of the things, devil don't show you how you're destroying everybody around you, right. and uh, that's kind of what happened. And uh, went through a divorce, and um, so me and a friend of mine, a buddy of mine, he was the uh, bass player for the Leonard Skinner band, Ian Evans. He's he's uh, passed on now, Ian. Ian wow. Ian passed away with cancer, but Ian was a was a good friend of mine, and um, so we had I'd come off the road, um, and I'd started a store with uh, another good friend of mine, and was doing the music thing, and I'd started uh, doing uh, music lessons, guitar, bass, and different things, you know, and and had quite a few students, and uh, so we started the studio. And Ian's Ian's dream was to start a music academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he got, you know, when he was uh, ready to come off the road with Skinner, he uh, that was his dream. So we he had started the studio at his house, and uh, so you know he helped me and gave me all kind of advice and and helped me get things set up. And so we had we were talking about doing this whole studio thing. Well, 
I was still, you know, I was playing with bands and, and I, at, at this point I, I, I was playing uh, as a pickup guy. There's any musicians out there, you know what I'm talking about? Bands would call me and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, need to hire you to go on the road with us this weekend. You could play any instrument, do anything they needed. (laughs) Yeah. So I I would, you know, I I was doing that kind of a gun for hire. And uh, so I. uh, Yeah, man, fill me up again. (laughs) We stopped over at the pilot and got some of that. Coffee out of the back of one of them big tanker trucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see on the back. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I know it. That's where I get my coffee. I hear you. I hear you. It's fouled in the back. I hear you. Let me take a sip right here. Ah, that's pretty good, Daryl. Give me the heat it up. No, it's great. It's great. But um, I um, I had started the studio and, and, and had quite a few students. And this little lady called and wanted guitar lessons. Right. And um, so I set it up, and she was supposed to start. And uh, she come walking in the studio, and I said, oh, "Holy Moses, I am in trouble now." Uh, that's Miss Leslie. That would be Miss <laughs> Leslie. Yeah. And she came walking in the studio, and looking good, and smelling good. And I thought, "Oh Lord, I am, in, I am in trouble," because I had a hard, fast rule, you know, not to get involved with right. any students or anything like that. And I was sticking to that rule. But uh, fast forward, man, I just, I, I was like a bumbling idiot, <laughs> and got one day I was going to get up and go get some uh, a piece of music we were working on got tangled up in the music stand and fell in the floor right at her feet. And I thought, holy Lord, help, help me. And uh, so fast forward, we got into a relationship with each other. I broke my rule and and uh, asked her out. And so she she went out and we had dinner. And, and uh, she told me one day, this is how far removed that I was and how my, my appearance and countenance was had got so distorted by the lifestyle I was living. She said, okay, I got something I need to ask you. I said, all right, shoot. And she said, before we this relationship goes any further, I need to know, uh, do you believe in God? Have you ever been to church? Or <laughs> I, Well, I just started laughing. Yeah. She said, what's funny about that? I said, my dad's a Pentecostal preacher. She said, no way. I had, <laughs> she said, I would have never put that with you and um but as you know she she said something about going to church and i just told her i said look you go to church all you want to i'm done with that you know i i I don't want to go to church anymore um you know i'm i'm done with that as a a matter of fact i'm i was thinking to myself you know i just ain't real sure about this whole god thing to you know, tell the truth anyway, you know, I just, cause I'd seen so much stuff and, 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 and even though, I mean, like the incident with my mom praying for me and different people praying, right. it's still, you know, that mindset is the devil tries to make you doubt stuff. So I, you know, I told her, I said, you know, you go to church all you want to, I'm, that's not for me. So she said, okay. And then, uh, I never will forget one Saturday night, uh, we were playing and uh, I asked her to come hear us play. It was a, uh, it wasn't a bar or anything. It was a country club gig, and uh, this company had hired a, a band I was playing with to do this whole big corporate show and all that. And so she, 
I told her I wanted her to go with me to the show, and she said, okay. She said, but um, I may have to leave early because I'm going to church tomorrow morning. And she said, boy, I wish you would go with me. I opened up my mouth to tell her that ain't going to happen, but what come out was okay. <laughs> and I thought, oh, man, now I've got to do it because, you know, I mean, I really like her, and, and you know, I'm – you know, I just said, okay, so I can't not go now. Yeah, got to go. And uh, so I walked in church that next Sunday morning. And, man, when I walked in, it was just like the Spirit of the Lord just was, I mean, it just, he didn't just tap me on the shoulder. He slapped me upside the head with a V8 moment. You know, <laughs> V8 and, moment. Yeah, and it was like, this is where you're supposed to be. You know that. Mm-hmm. So I just sat there, and and I I said, Lord, I didn't go to the altar. I didn't do any of that stuff. I sat there during during the song service and while the preacher was preaching. I can't even really tell you what he was preaching about. But I said, Lord, if you will have me back, I'll do what I can. And it was just like this peaceful <laughs> feeling came all over me. And I'm sitting there, and I looked at Leslie, and I remember thinking, I want to marry her. Wow. And so I, I sat there, and church was over. Preacher shook her hand when we walked out the door, and he said, man, I know who you are. It's so good to have you in church with us today, man. Come back, you know. And I thought, Wait a minute. He knows who I am, and he wants and me he to, still come wants back. to come back. <laughs> Dude, this is all right, you know. And so, you know, it, it. My transformation happened over a period of time, and it it wasn't like one of those. You know, I've heard people talk about. Man, I went down and I prayed, and when I stood up, I was a brand new person, and everything changed just like that. Mm. Mine was more, a little more gradual. But, you know, it took me a few days, and then finally I had a Bible there in the, in the studio. It was my mom's Bible. Wow. And I had it in the studio, and I would look at that Bible, yeah. and I wouldn't open it up. <laughs> and I went probably for about, oh, a good week, and I didn't pray. I didn't do nothing. I was trying to get back into being who Dennis was because I was starting to feel a little out of control. And yeah. You know, one of the things that I thrived on was being a guy that was in control. You know, you ain't going to tell me what to do. I know what I'm going to do, so don't try to tell me what to do. And um, so, but I would look at that Bible, and finally one day I just picked it up, and I got to reading some of those handwritten notes my mama would make on, on the pages and mm. and uh, all that. And then next thing I knew, I was actually reading some of those verses that, she was re making references to and it just i went back to church and uh man i just just felt that love you know and um it was like god wasn't trying to beat me over the head right. but he was saying you need to make this happen and so that's kind of the way it, it wow. evolved for me and uh next thing i know the uh preacher asked me one day hey um would you be interested in playing with the church band some? And uh, I told him, I said, man, are you sure you want me to do that? 
and I said, you know, I don't want to offend anybody or because a lot of people knows, man, you know, I've, I've, um, I play in bars and I do all that kind of stuff. And the preacher said, well, you know, probably best if you wasn't doing that bar stuff, but you know, you have a talent and, and I think God wants you to use that talent for him. So we had a gig and I said, let me think about it. And we had a, we had a gig and our band, that band that I had been playing with, loved all those guys, man, everybody got along good. I had been in bands where you'd have fist fights after it was over. And, you know, egos getting in the way and, and people being peeled up and boozed up and and uh, literally have fist fights, you know, at the end of the gig before, trying to load out, you know. But this band wasn't like that, man. Everybody just liked each other. I always had such a good time playing with the band, the band called Double Shot. So doing this gig and, man, me and the piano player almost come to blows that night. And I knew right then something's got to change. God was making you uncomfortable, wasn't he? He made me very, very uncomfortable. And, you know, drivers, I want y'all to know I I love music. I love, I love me some Skinner. I like like me some ZZ Top. You know, I love all kinds of music. Some Merle Haggard. Oh, yeah. Honk, honk. I mean, and, um, but that night, you know, it was just like, it became abundantly clear to me that I was needed to be doing something else. And here's one of the reasons why I'm, one of the things that caused the, one of the arguments that night is I was starting to slip back into my old habits. You know, I was, I was trying to make some changes, but I was, I was around where all those temptations were and, and people walking up and offering you drugs and wanting to buy you drinks and all that kind of stuff. And, and I was starting to, kind of drift back toward that and I just made a conscious decision I said guys I'm not I'm just not going to do this anymore you know uh, love you love y'all but I you know I, I just I want to do something different and uh, I said God I don't know if I can clean myself up or not I'll try <laughs> but if you got some patience I'll I'll start playing gospel music again Dennis, I, I found out real quick after I give my heart to the Lord that the Holy Spirit won't live in a garbage can. That's right. And, and if you're around something that's brought you down a path that you didn't need to go, the Holy Spirit's going to convict you. That's right. Not condemn, mm-hmm. but convict. convict. Amen. And that, that's, that's kind of what happened, you know. I mean, I just, and, and I told the guys, you know, I had buddies of mine that were, and, and still they're on the road with some of the top rock bands and, and all that, and you know, they have a relationship with Christ, and I'm happy for them. I just can't, I couldn't do it anymore. You know, I knew I had to make a conscious decision to separate myself, and um, so I, I made that decision. And I said, Okay, Lord, I'm a musician, I'll use my talents for you. And next thing I know, bam, 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 and now I'm in the cab. <laughs> You're in the cab. You're in the cab. <laughs> that was bam, 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 and in the cab. <laughs> That's right. Well, there's there's a lot of bam, bam, bamming going on. So you and Leslie got together, and mm-hmm. now you're man and wife. We're man and wife, and uh, I, I tell you, it was just like, and I had sworn, man, after I went through a divorce, I yep. said, I will never, ever 
marry again. That ain't happening. I remember the first one of the first times, you know, I, I was talking to Leslie and I made this statement. I said, if you want to party and have a good time, I am your man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's as far as it's going. You know, that was, you know, early on when I was still trying to be macho man, you know, trying to be in charge of everything. Boy, did, have I had to eat them words. <laughs> now now how, it's like... How sweet they are. Yeah, now it's like we're getting ready to go somewhere. I say, baby, what should I wear? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even make out. I can't even girl. dress myself anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to married life, brother. Yeah. yeah. So, so what year did you guys get married? We got married in uh, 09. 09. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. No, let's see. Yeah, you better 10. get this right. Yeah, you ten. Yeah, ten. <laughs> you yeah, gotta we get got, this right. Yeah, 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 we got married. Leslie's gonna be listening. To that's this. right. We got married October the ninth in O ten. All right. Well, mm-hmm. you got the date right. That's good. Yeah, there you go. And now you are the McKay Project. Now we are the McKay Project. We uh, once once we got married, you know, Leslie is a fantastic vocalist, and she plays piano and. She was a classically trained vocalist. I mean, she could go up and hit all those high notes, operatic style singing. And in college, she traveled with a choral group called the Williams Singers. And uh, so she went all over the Southeast performing with that. So she had all this music inside her. And we got married. Of course, we, you know, we're both wanting to do what we could in church. So... From my early days, I had signed a a publishing deal with a company in Nashville that was open at that time called Heartwarming Music, Heartwarming Benson. And uh, I was a staff writer for a short period of time before I just walked away from church and all that kind of stuff. So I told her, I, and God had started giving us some songs again. And I'd started penning some songs. And, and uh, so I said, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to perform. I think I'm through with going out on the road and performing. And, you know, I've just, I, I've done that. I'm, I'm done with that. So uh, let me, let me call my contact in Nashville and see if they're interested in doing something with the songs. Well, I, I call my contact and he said, dude, I've been wondering about you. Where have you been, man? Because I just, if, if it was gospel, I was, I was out of it. I completely dropped out of anything to do with gospel music. So we set up a meeting, and I told him what was going on, and he said, yeah, come, I want to hear your stuff. So we went to Nashville, and I had a meeting, and it just didn't go good. You know, I mean, it was just like, the whole time, it was just like, you know, a brand new pair of shoes on your feet. You know, it was just, (laughs) you were there, but it wasn't comfortable. You know, I mean, it was just, for some reason, it just wasn't clicking and jiving like, we had envisioned so we left there and uh leslie me and her both were pretty discouraged you know we said she said wow this this trip was a waste wasn't it and i said yeah i think it was and uh she said so what do we do now and i said you know i remember something my dad would always say we were full dad was a full-time evangelist and man i've seen daddy take the last dime that we had as a family and put gas in the car to go preach. And I remember countless times mama saying, Robert, what are we going to do? Daddy had a standard answer. He always said, God has a plan. <laughs> so that came to me just as plain as day. I said, I don't know. God's got a plan. We're just, we're just going to wait and follow God's plan. 
it wasn't just a few days later. We were li- we're living in Mississippi. wasn't but a few days later, we get a call from a church in Arkansas that says, "Hey, we're having this event, and we just we want a, you know somebody to do just something real laid back and and all that. Would you and your wife be interested in coming to this event and performing for us during a during the luncheon?" So that's how we got started. Wow. That's you know, it just, it went from there and then somebody was there and said, would you guys be interested in coming and doing, we're having an event at our church. <laughs> would y'all come and do that? Yeah, we'll do, we'll do that. And then. So you didn't, my, you didn't plan to become the McKay project and go on the road. God just put you on the road. That's right. It was a setup. It it? was a setup as Gary Rayburn would say. It was a, it was a God setup. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. When, when God sets it up, it always works. It always works. And that's kind of the way it evolved. You know, it's, uh, it it was just like next thing we know we're booked up for three months. Yeah. And the next thing you know, we're booked up for almost a year ahead doing ministry stuff and you know when we first started it's kind of funny people would people would say we got Dennis and them coming uh-huh. so, <laughs> yeah so you know we decided well we, I guess we need an official name if we're going to make this official and so Leslie said what are we going to call ourselves I said well we could call ourselves Dennis and them that's what everybody's calling <laughs> but she didn't it, go for that no nah, she didn't go for that but uh you know we came up collectively with McKay Project. Why McKay Project? Because God ain't through with us yet. That's right. He's still working on us. He's still building us from the floor up. And uh, it's just getting bigger and better. And we just, sometimes I have one of those Gomer Pyle moments where I say, Shazam! <laughs> God's doing this and using me to, to do it through. Amen. So, Amen. yes. Amen. Well, I'll tell you what we what we need to do right now is put on a song by the McKay Project. What song do you want to play for our listeners today? You've talked about your mama. You've talked about your daddy. I, I mean, I'm thinking all all these songs that I love that you've written about your dad and, mm-hmm. and the one that you play for your mom all the time. But what song do you want to play for? Let- Let's just do Daddy the Preacher Man. I was Daddy hoping you'd say that. I kept saying your thing. I hope he sings that. Yeah, All let's right. do that one. All right. Well, introduce this song to our listeners. Uh, this is one I wrote about my dad and uh, Brother Robert McKay, and it's called Daddy the Preacher Man, and it goes like this right here. was an old time gospel preaching man daddy preached to thousands all across the land and he preached old time salvation that it was free to every man I've seen him plead Tears in his eyes to sinners without stretched hands. Maybe everything didn't turn out just like he planned. There were times I heard Mama say, Gone as far as we can. 
trusted God. He said, son, remember, he always has a plan. Now these are the things that I recall. My daddy, the preacher man. Daddy take his last time Go and preach the word Even when the going got rough Daddy never said a word Cause when he'd see a sinner Falling on his knees to pray And Daddy was late in heaven for some sweet day Maybe everything didn't turn out just like he planned There were times I heard Mama say song because i can just vision your dad up there preaching oh, yeah. and i could see you sitting back there thinking i'll never stack up but look That's at right. you now you know, I, I know. the lord has the plan you know when i was out in the cab of that truck i started in 1980 gary started before that so he's real old yeah yeah but, uh, <laughs> but anyways you know i was out there in the cab of that truck and and i never thought about god yeah I, i'm with you there I, but once once i've got away from driving and got and and, and actually come back to the Lord a few years ago, I start looking back on them days that I was out there on the road that God protected me just like he did you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he ministered to me in ways that I didn't know. He snuck up on me. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's ways all three of us can sit here and we think back on our days when we wasn't following God, how the prayers of someone yeah. Got us back to him, and and the Holy Spirit does it gently. He doesn't. He's a gentleman. He doesn't reach in and just rip you out of your lifestyle. He creates situations to make you hate your sin, to where it's easier for you to turn your back on that sin. And he ministers to us. It reminds me of an incident that happened with me. I was with a, one of the country bands, and. Um, we were doing this big show. We were their opening act for Confederate Railroad and Sammy Kershaw back when they were riding the top of the charts back in the 90s, our early 2000s. And, uh, man, our band was gelling that night. And if there's any, any musicians out here listening to me, you know what I'm talking about. This is one of those magic nights where you couldn't buy a mistake. I mean, everything was perfect. This, the stage was set up perfect. The, the monitor mix was perfect. There's about 30,000 folks. It was a big outdoor event. Folks as far as you could see. 
And uh, man, there were along the front row, right in front of the security line, there was your your row of party girls, and they were all boozing and drinking. And and uh, you know, I'm up there on stage, and we were doing one of our standard songs. And it was getting close to time for me to do my lead guitar solo. And and I always had my act down where I would walk up to the edge of the stage, pop my foot up on a monitor, and and rare into one of my guitar solos and man all the girls were screaming and hollering you know and i mean it, it's a good night right uh, well just as i'm about to do that and the stage volume was loud i mean they had the monitors cranking just like i liked them i mean it was cooking up on the stage i heard somebody call my name well i looked around at the one the rest of the band i thought one of them was trying to get my attention and they all grinned and winked you know and because we were gelling, man. So I thought, wow, that was strange. <laughs> and almost immediately, I heard somebody call my name again. I looked over at the monitor guy on the side of the stage, you know, that was doing a monitor mix, and he just gave me a thumbs up and grin. I thought, well, that's crazy. Who's, who's calling my name? Just as I moved forward, and I was putting my foot up on that monitor to tear into my lead guitar solo, I heard a whisper. Wow. Hmm. Now, All that going on, you hear a whisper. I heard a whisper, and it called my name again. And he said, I didn't give you your talent to do this. Hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it was just like me being raised in church, I recognized what that was. You recognized the voice, didn't you? I yeah. did. Yeah. And and it was lit a literal whisper and i heard it above all that noise and I, and i look back and i think you know i went for quite a few years after that before i finally surrendered but god never stopped loving me he never stopped reaching out to me yeah. he, he let you do what you do exactly and, and opened up your eyes mm -hmm. gently because he's the holy spirit and drivers i'm sure you're driving down the road right now and some of you are thinking i've heard that voice they may be hearing it right now. That's right. They may hear that whisper right now. Well, don't do like Dennis and wait several years. You can ask Jesus Christ into your heart right now. And it's as simple as crying out to him and surrendering your life totally, totally to him. That's all you have to do, drivers, is pray a simple prayer from your heart. And God will save you every time. It can be as simple as, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart. I surrender all to you. I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. That's, just, that's all it takes. And if Dennis would have done that that night, he could have saved a couple years oh, of yeah. misery. Exactly. But he finally did do it several years later and you can do it tonight or you can be miserable for several more years however you want to do it but god is calling your name tonight today drivers the bible says i know the plans i have for you see dennis never planned any of this that's right god had a plan and when you get in the will of god life is easy to live for god i'm not saying it's the easiest thing in the world to do but i tell you this when you're not in the will of god life is tough 
So if you say that prayer, give us a call at Lonesome Road Ministries. 618-383-2107. Log on to our website, lonesomeroad.org. We want to send you free CDs to help you as you travel and to strengthen you in this brand new walk. If you'd like to give Dennis McKay a call and talk to him, his phone number is 662-889-2829. And we want to help you drivers out there. That's that's the reason we do this program is for you out there on that old lonesome road. And speaking of that old lonesome road, how about a song off of our Lonesome Road Volume 1 project? This song here is in the top five Diamond Award nominations for Christian Country Song of the Year. The McKay Project, Taking Me Home. A sad old song, windshield whoppers singing along. Take me home, drive Kind of lonely in this cab alone. Just me and Jesus down a lonesome road. Music playing on the radio, Merle Haggard singing me back home.
why don't you sing us out of here off this radio program? Let's do it. What Let's you going to sing now, brother? Let's do it at the foot of the tree. How's that? that that's my awesome. testimony in song, and uh, that's the first song that we've done on, it is. on uh, Lonesome Road Volume, Volume 1. one. That was the very first one. Yeah. Here is Dennis McKay singing At the Foot of the Tree. Without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome at the end of the road. In my hand was a track the preacher had read, his words still echoing in the back of my head. I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past. I called his name This chance would it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Those eighteen wheels are rolling that old lonesome road and I shared the good news wherever I go yes there's been a change I'm not the man I used to be and I tell everybody what's happened to me how I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past but I called his name This chance Could it be my last Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree And I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus At the foot of the cross Broken-hearted and lonesome So long I've been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree Then I saw Jesus Hanging on that tree I lifted up my heart From down on my knees Today I met Jesus Foot of the cross Broken hearted and lonesome So long I'd been lost I left a lifetime of misery At the foot of the tree 